The following podcast is presented by Ensign Services, Inc., a company engaged in the business of providing contracted for administrative and back office type support services to post-acute healthcare clients. Ensign Services provides accounting, human resources, compliance, legal, risk management, information technology, training, construction support, and other such miscellaneous services to its clients. These contracted for services are available to be utilized at the sole discretion of its clients. References within the podcast to the company and its activities, as well as the use of the terms we, us, its, our, and similar terms used during the discussion are not meant to imply that Ensign Services, Inc. or the Ensign Group, Inc. has any direct operational control, supervision, or direction of the independently operated post-acute healthcare entities. Okay, we're excited to have our next podcast. It's been a while since we've been here, and I'm excited to be here with Jess or Jessica German. I just learned it was German and not German, and so that's that's throwing me a little bit. <laughs> Jess, good to have you here. Glad to be here. And I'm also here with Raquel Pedersen, uh, both of the queens of human resources. I believe that's their official title. Is that uh, right? No. Not, no, not what not the yet. title is? Okay. <laughs> Uh, I I misunderstand. I'll I'll check with Chris on that one. So we've talked a lot in our podcasts about uh, things like accountability and the importance of having difficult accountability discussions with others. And and we know conceptually that the most you know value one of the valuable things that we can do as leaders and as peers is to give people constructive comments. But it's important to do it the right way. So. We learn that it's important to do with love one another in mind and, and you know, doing it the right way, et cetera. But we haven't really talked in detail about what that right way is. So I'm excited to have a conversation with a couple of experts today on the right way to give and receive feedback. So, Raquel, let's start with you. Can you just kind of get us started on this topic? Yes, Clay. Crucial conversations, right? is one of the best practice ways that we would recommend of um, giving feedback, providing um, your employees that feedback in real time, um, having those crucial conversations. Um, other than the on an annual basis, don't wait for the annual review to do so, first of all. Um, secondly, um, make sure that you are providing them um, feedback and having those difficult conversations um, in, in real time um, because there's a couple different things that may that may be affected. What, what do you mean by having them in real time? I mean, so I, I I like the concept that we, I think sometimes we check a box and we have our annual reviews and we say, okay, I'm I'm up to date on my accountability discussions. But then you're saying make sure you're having these conversations in real time. Can you explain that to me? Um, yeah, you know, um, employees nowadays, a lot of different generations, and especially the more newer generations. They want to hear how they're doing. They want to know how they're doing. They don't want to wait 90 days, six months, one year down the road. They want to know right now. So if you see um, any behavioral or performance concerns, whether they're, it's good or bad, give them that feedback. Don't wait 30 days later. Give them that feedback, I would say, probably like within a couple of days, mm-hmm. two, three, four days of, your, of you as- assessing and observing that behavior or that performance. So I've noticed all the signs when I, you know, travel around New York City and and uh, uh, post-terrorist activity. You see these signs, and they say, "If you see something, say something." As 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 you're saying right. as a leader, if you see something, both positive or negative, right? You're saying, "Say something in real time." Hey, I noticed that 
Uh, you're really good at dealing with the family members and and how you talk to them and you make them feel so comfortable. You're really good at that. Hey, here's something that you could, you're saying, don't just take notes and wait for some annual review. Have interact. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. So have that's that what interaction you mean by real now. time. Correct. Yeah. Have that interaction now. They would, they really appreciate it. And, and just think of all the other, just think, right. If there's a behavior concern or a performance concern, and your department heads maybe have brought it to your attention or other individuals have brought it to your attention and you haven't acted on it, you haven't done anything because you're kind of hoping like, oh, well, I hope it'll just kind of fizzle out. It'll just take care of itself. Yeah. Things will not just take care of itself. It it could get worse. Or or sometimes I hope somebody else will tell them. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. If, if I'm uncomfortable <laughs> having the conversation, I just think, well, maybe somebody else will tell them. Yeah, or, and can j- discourage those other employees as well if they're seeing an employee continually be late and it never be addressed with them. And really, mm. is it fair to wait until their annual review if that if there's a, a poor performance issue that could impact their potential for an increase? Like, And you're not going to talk to them about it until their annual review? You yeah. should give them a chance to improve. Yeah. It can affect, I mean, it, it, affect, it affects morale, right? Mm-hmm. It affects maybe you as a leader. I mean, you want to be able to sleep at night knowing that you're having these conversations, whether they're good or bad. That's interesting yeah. about the morale issue. So so you're saying it becomes frustrating for the other employees when they see these same things that you're seeing and nobody is addressing it and they're just having to deal with it because nobody has been willing to confront them on difficult issues. That's what you mean? And that and that Correct. leads to yeah. poor morale. Yeah, we've we've gotten We've gotten number number of hotline calls or complaints about that, about, you know, they just allow people to, you know, other employees just be late all the time, or this employee isn't pulling their weight, or they're never documenting, or... Why, why is the case. leader shirking that duty? I mean, why, we, we call these, you know, crucial or difficult conversations. We, we, we say that this is not an easy thing. Empathize with the leader here, and tell me why they hesitate to have this conversation that they should have. It's hard to tell somebody something negative about themselves. You know, it's not it's not easy to do. Why? Like why you know, I I've I've heard uh, I've heard Christopher say this a lot. He says to have information that can help somebody else be better mm-hmm. and not share that information with people is one of the meanest things we do as partners. Mm-hmm. But you're saying you're saying we feel like we're mean if we give that information. Right. To somebody, I mean, if you're going to a friend with a friend to a party, right? This is the anal- analogy I use all the time. You're going to a party with a friend, and they have spinach stuck in their teeth. Do you do mm-hmm. you share with them that they have spinach in their teeth? Yes, that's I a no brainer. Yes, absolutely, yeah. you tell them why because you're saving them from embarrassment. You're you're making sure that they look good. All of those things. So why do we as leaders hesitate to have those same discussions with our people, or even as peers, leaders or peers? Because this isn't just you know, coming from a title, this should be peer-to-peer crucial conversations too. Why is it hard? I think it's hard because, A, you're not sure exactly what, you, what you're going to say or how you're going to say it. You know, so in that, it takes time to prepare. You need to prepare to have this, this conversation. Yeah. And especially if it's going to be a crucial conversation based on negative, you know, negative performance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's doing that legwork of, of doing the research, doing digging in, what exactly is this doing? Like, how did I, could I have done anything as the leader to prevent to have prevented this? Yeah. So I think that's the hard part is realizing, like, did I fail them? And if 
and and just having the conversation in itself like how do i get started what do what are the first things i'm going to say to this employee um so that they hear the message but don't feel like it's a personal attack yeah yeah so that's sort of your same i mean yeah i guess i feel like when i'm giving that feedback it might come off as a personal attack it might come off as personal just in general I could be wrong in my feedback, right? What if what if they think, no, I, I don't think you have the right perception of this. Uh, and I, you know, it's why I often hesitate to have those discussions. It, it makes me think of the the quote from Patrick Lencioni when he when he talks about, he said, look, oftentimes firing somebody is the last act of cowardice, meaning we've we've hesitated from having these difficult conversations that might have changed the behavior of the person. And because we didn't have them, ultimately our hands were tired and we had to let go of that person. Mm -hmm. So one of the hard parts then is getting started. How, how do we do that? What, what advice do you guys have on, on how we get started on having these difficult conversations with people? Well, I think first off, right, is um, identifying what the issue or the concern is. Once you've identified that is what's your intent? Yeah. What do you want out of this conversation? Are you wanting to help them succeed or are you wanting to check a box so you can get them out of the building? Oh, meaning meaning if your intent is, hey, I just need to, I need to say that I've had this difficult, I need to document the difficult conversation and then I want to get rid of them, then, uh, but, but if your motives are pure and you're saying, hey, I want to make them be better, what, what what if what if your motives aren't pure? Like, just fix it, <laughs> just change it, just say have a better attitude. Try to check yourself. I mean, it's mm -hmm. part of our values, right? Holding people accountable is is a way of showing that you you love them. Okay, and we love one. And probably one of the one of the things too is even just checking your feelings towards that person. I sometimes sometimes the conversations are so difficult for me that I almost like being riled up to anger because that helps me go through with the conversation, if that makes sense. And and whereas I know that's the wrong way to go about <laughs> it, right? That I need to check myself, make sure that my my feelings are under control, and then have a nice peaceful conversation pointing these things out. Right? Mm -hmm. So so where do I go from there then? So I think from there, once you've once you've kind of checked your emotions, right? And you're not doing this just out of a haste or be out of anger. If you are angry, it's not the right time to do it. Take a day, think, you know, think about what you're going to say and maybe even write it down, right? Write down what the issue is, what your expectation is. What do you want to get out of this? What, you know, what... What does that do for you, writing it down? I think it, I like writing it down I and I recommend writing it down because that way you can kind of... Right. It's not that you're. It's not that you're writing a script, mm -hmm. but it it helps prepare you so that when you have the conversation, it comes out very um, fluid and it's very natural and it's and it's very human, right? It's okay to take off that leadership hat mm -hmm. and have that human mm -hmm. conversation. Okay. So that's that's what writing it down for me does. Okay. Is you know it's, it just helps me prepare. What 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 am I going to tell this employee? Yeah, you know, that's interesting. It makes me think of there's this book called Myths of Writing by Frank Smith, and and he makes the statement, and I'll I'll botch the quote a little bit out of memory, but he says it's it's a myth to think that you need to have something to say in order to write. When in reality, sometimes you need to start writing and you will 
realize the things that you need to say. And, and I think as you start putting pen to paper and memorializing that, you, you might come up with more clarity on the things that you need to talk about. Okay, so you've got your you've got your motives in check. You've you've written things down. What 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 where do I go from here in initiating these conversations? Prepare prepare the other person and even the environment that you're having that conversation. Should you is it a conversation you should have at the beginning of somebody's shift that mm. you know maybe it could be some really hard feedback that they have to hear. And so you're not talking like mood music or no, anything like that. Mood okay. lighting. Yeah. Mood lighting. No. Yeah. Okay. No. So, so when is it that you're talking to them? Where are you talking yeah. to them? Don't have a you know crazy dirty desk or office that you know that's mm. distracting and perhaps uncomfortable. You try to make the other person feel respected and feel comfortable and make it a conversation. Um, so you can not only tell your story and what you're you're observing, but also hear what they have to say about it. Can, too. can you guys think of common ways that that we as peers or leaders uh, do have these conversations and we do disrespect the person in these conversations? You mentioned a couple. You're, you know, it's cluttered. It's it's done haphazardly or done very quickly. Uh, other common things that that we do that that might show disrespect. Yeah, maybe just like catching them in the hallway, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. even in front of their peers saying, hey, can you come into my office really quick? I need to talk to you for five minutes. Or giving them the feedback right there. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, at the nurse's station. Yeah. Um, not closing your laptop, mm. you know, or checking your phone while you're having that conversation. I'm better at those too. But I used to be <laughs> bad at those. And just rushing through it too, yeah. right? Yeah. Just, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to provide this feedback, really dedicate the time, right? Even if it, if it takes 15, 20, 30 minutes up to an hour, because at that point you really want it to be conversational with you hearing what the other person has to say in regards to um, the feedback that they're, re- that they're receiving. Well, and that's important, making sure you, you are hearing what they have to say, not allowing them to respond. And maybe there's something going on. Maybe they're having these attendance issues, for example, because of something that's going on in their in their personal lives. And maybe we can help them through that, or we can figure out a way to make their lives easier, which is just going to make them more loyal and feel more respected at So at you're saying position. seek first to understand. Is, it, is there a way to go about that? I mean, do you come in, and I'm, I'm trying to think of how to do that in a non-patronizing way, where I'm saying, hey, we've got this issue is it just as simple as saying, is is there a reason why you're consistently coming late? Or I don't, I'm not, is there a technique <laughs> to do that more effectively? I think identifying the issue and then the reason why it's a problem. You know, how is that issue, that person coming in late every day, how does it impact the business? How does it impact the coworkers, the residents? You know, and then ha- ask them to help you solve the issue. If there is something going on personally, they'll, they'll likely share it then. Mm. Right. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, performance concern, you know, identify what it is, tell them, um, let them know how it's affecting um, the facility, coworkers, and so forth. And you know, you may have some solutions, but have them think about some solutions as well, because ultimately this this will help in their growth and it helps in your growth too. So you're giving them a chance to be a part of the solution and it makes them feel, I like that, makes them feel like they're not being attacked as the problem, um, but but you're you're respecting them enough to bring them in as, as part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah, I think, okay, so any, anything else from there as far as how we then, you know, deliver this feedback? We've got, we've got the mood lighting, we've got, you know, all the respect, we've checked our, we've checked our uh, uh, intentions and everything. What, what else do we have? I think maybe even, you know, after the conversation, um, following up, you know, let the employee know that you'll be following up with them. Yeah, check in periodically. Um, if you're either identifying you're you're seeing it again or or you're not, mm-hmm. um, let them know how they're doing and see how they're feeling about it. So everything. when you're having the conversation, you're telling them, hey, let's let's talk again in a week and let's see how this is going. I want to see if you feel like things are going better and I'll tell you from my perspective, you're almost prepping them mm-hmm. for that follow-up. Right. Yeah, we're getting them ready. We, we want them to be successful. Yeah, I... I I think this is really good and important because again, in the end, we wanna we wanna set up an organization and a culture where where this feedback isn't just coming from a title, right? It's not just somebody that has a title that's bigger than yours and they're supposed to give you this feedback. So, you know, it's time to get down and and uh to the nitty-gritty. But where you can have CNAs learning how to reach out to each other and say, hey. You need to step up a little bit more. We need help. We we need you to be on time. We need you to be doing this. If you can kind of create that culture of consistent accountability discussions, I think it can be a a, a pretty powerful thing in your operation or whatever business that you're running. Any other advice on on uh, giving of feedback on on what you would say to them? No, I you know I think to me the most important piece is as you're preparing to have these conversations and even in the midst of these conversations you're you're treating the employees wholeheartedly you're treating them how you want to be treated if there was something that you could do to improve yourself and your your performance mm-hmm. you you would want your partners to to bring that to to your attention if you didn't recognize it already so, you know, just keep that in mind is if you are feeling like as a leader, you, you're getting ready to or you want to fire somebody, uh-huh. you know, have you gone through all of the steps that if you were in that position that you would want to be done? Yeah. I think another another um, piece, too, is preparing yourself for that individual who may not receive the feedback well. Yeah. Right. They're not going to hear the message that, you know, you prepare How do you prepare for. for that person, though, if you know that they're going to be really upset with this? That, by the way, that makes me a lot more hesitant to give that feedback. <laughs> so am I just softer? Do I do I tiptoe around it a yeah, little bit more? No, and it's going, it's, going to, it's going to depend, right? I mean, you're going to have to read the employee. And sometimes, yeah, they may get loud. They, you know, their tone will change. Um, I I think when when appropriate, if if they're telling you something that maybe there was fault, I think it's okay to apologize, you know, if needed, apologize, if appropriate, um, you know, be compassionate in in the message and really help them understand. Um, and just just reminding them that it's it's not personal, you know, this is not either they're a great individual. However, these are some of the I some of the issues or concerns that overall is affecting A, B, and C. So do you believe in 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 what uh, human resource it's, professionals call sandwiching? Do you do you believe in the whole idea of I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them something really nice and then I'm gonna give them the real meat of the sandwich and then I'm gonna tell them something nice again or or do you what's your philosophy on that? No. Um it, it's gonna depend on the no, I, I don't actually. Um it's when you're at that point where someone is upset with you at that point then you need to just kind of have to mitigate yeah. The difference, the differences. 
Yeah. Um, and almost just help help them understand this is the expectation moving forward, right? They may not necessarily agree. Yeah. But this is what they're going to be measured on. Jess, do you agree with that or do you? I don't like the sandwich method, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think during these conversations, be, be flexible. If something is getting too emotional, it's okay to come back to it at another time. Let's let's take a breather and 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 talk a little bit later about this. Exactly. And I think that's one of the reasons, you know, maybe towards the end of the shift, depending on the conversation is the best time to have it. And really it comes down to if you have a good, strong relationship and a respect with that individual, yeah. it's much easier to give and to hear in- feedback, right? And so if the relationship's not there, it's going to be much more difficult to yeah, begin with. Yeah, that's what I've noticed in, in receiving my own feedback. I, I can hear really hard things from people that I know love me mm-hmm. and know care about my well-being. And I probably have heard some of the toughest feedback from people like that. Uh, I I know... I know sometimes I do get frustrated when the feedback is very nonspecific, when it's very general feedback. I, I talked to somebody recently who who was given feedback that, um, well, somebody thought they were a little too corporate Okay, what does that mean? That's a very ill-defined word, right? And, and it can, give me specifics. Can you tell me where you see that? And I, I think as specific as we can be, um, that's that's going to be really helpful and and I think also, you know, as you point out, if you you're checking your feelings towards them, if you really care about them, I yeah. think it becomes it becomes a lot easier. And I I guess I just want to make sure that that we're constantly we're constantly seeing these people as people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a statement, and I I'm in a blank on on who made the statement, and I even changed the quote anyway. It says when you see <laughs> things differently, the things you see change. Well, if you change that to people, when when you see people differently, the people you see, they change. And and if we can just look at the people that we're giving this feedback to differently, that we really do check our motives, as you say, and see them as as so much more potential. I, I just I think we can be so much better at this. And I think one other thing that I'll throw in too, I'm not a fan of sandwiching. I think it comes off as patronizing. Mm-hmm. However, I am a fan of pointing out all the good things that I do see in the person that are very genuine. Yeah. I, I think there is a place for that even in these tough conversations. Am I wrong on that one? Or or meaning meaning it's okay to point out the positive even when you're pointing out the negative. Absolutely. Absolutely. As long as it's genuine. As long as it's right. genuine. As long as it's not as long as it's hey, I really like how you dress. Um, but we need to talk about how you're a terrible employee, but great job, you know, picking your outfit today or whatever. Right. Yeah, no, as long as it's <laughs> I think you're right, as long as it's coming from the heart. Then, yeah. and they'll and they'll pick up on that. They'll know if it's if you're being genuine or not. Yeah. You'll know it too, right? You feel kind of dirty when you're giving fake feedback, right? Well, then right. you leave that room and you're like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, I don't like <laughs> what that. What did I just do? <laughs> so so before we finish, let's jump to the other side of that. The other side of the coin is is how do we how do we receive feedback more effectively? I, the, the, it seems like some of the best feedback givers that I know are also really talented at receiving feedback. I don't know if that's a talent or not, but but I just see them able to hear really hard things. They take it genuinely. They're grateful for it genuinely, and they they process it. So do you have any advice as far as how we can receive feedback more effectively? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you want to be a feedback seeker, right? You um, 
invite people into your circle, into your life that are going to um, give you honest feedback and um, almost like your I, own personal board of directors. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually a couple months ago. I was um, doing a a mediation with one of the departments um, between two employees and the supervisor was there. And one of the employees at the end looked at her supervisor and said, I did not realize that this was a perception that my coworker had of me. Mm. Um, I would, I definitely want to improve. Will you please help me in that improvement? And it's funny because to date, I mean, this was probably what, two, three months ago. So to date, they are still, the supervisor is still giving her coworker feedback. Mm. Sometimes a coworker will, will go in there and say, okay, so how did I do in that meeting? Do you think I was a little harsh? How do you think they're going to perceive me? And she'll just give her the honest feedback. Um, but she's and, asked for it. Because right? she's asked for it. Yeah. yeah. And she's actually asked for her, her supervisor to mentor her and point out when something, um, when she may be saying or doing something in a meeting that might not be um, well received by some of her her colleagues. Um, even like, even like a, I think they have like a, like a sign or something, like when she does a certain sign, it tells the other, it tells her, <laughs> okay, you, you need to cut it short. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's great. Like I know people that are really good at, at seeking out feedback. I, I, I don't think I'm great at this. I, I need, I'm trying to be better at it, but I, I know people that will, will just listen to really hard feedback and they'll sit there taking notes and they'll, they'll, they'll say, thank you so much for being willing to share this with me. If you think of anything else, here's my number, here's my email, tell me more. And they're good at it. But what if it's hard for me to hear? Do I just need to suck it up? Is, is the, is there, is there anything that I can do to, uh, is any, anything in my mentality that I need to change, um, to, to be able to receive that feedback more humbly? Maybe that's a hard question. Well, and it's it's not easy, but try to concentrate on what's being said and that it's, you know, this person's taking time to give you feedback, hopefully to help you be successful um, and and help you improve in these areas. So it it's not easy to give or receive feedback. So if that person is taking time to make sure that, you are being given this opportunity to improve in these ways. Yeah. Uh, that's not easy for them either. Um, so try, you know, try when you're listening to that, try to not think about how you're going to respond. Try to be actually thinking about what they're saying. And even if you don't agree, this is, this could be a perception out there. Um, and perception are some people's realities. We have to try to figure out how you know, how we can improve and how we can yeah. perhaps change those perceptions. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes I, I pull back and say, no, no, that no, I'm not, or no, that's not true. And I, and, and yet you're saying I need to, their perception is their reality mm-hmm. and, and I need to figure out how to, how to help and fix that perception. And um, I, I think one of the biggest things I'm taking away from this too, is when I really care about somebody I think I'm more willing to say the hard things to them. When I I, I use this example a lot, I, I love my kids. Uh, I like their friends. When mm-hmm. their friends do certain <laughs> things, that, that I'll roll my eyes, but not necessarily give the hard feedback. When my kids do those same things, I have the tough conversations that might even make them resent me a little bit for those conversations. But I love them so much. And I want them so badly to develop into great human beings that I'm willing to have those tough conversations. And that's the feeling that I need to have towards my peers and my employees. 
Um, and I think those natural conversations then then will will just come out. Anything before we go that you want to share? Any last pieces of advice that you want to share with your partners on either giving or receiving feedback? So you know these these conversations either way are not are not easy to have, and and we know that. And many of our leaders out in the field are in positions where they're brand new leaders. And so if if you have to have any of these difficult conversations, reach out to your cluster partners, your HR partners. We're happy to role play with you. We're happy to help you prep for these conversations. Um, but it's incredibly important to make sure you are having these conversations in order for you and your facility and the people that you lead to be successful. So just don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, we definitely, I, I think uh, our partners and, and us, we all need to be a lot better at this. I, You know, we can tout Caplico and, and accountability uh, all we want, but if we're not regularly having these accountability conversations, certainly annual reviews, but so much more frequent <laughs> than that, right? right? I mean, that's just not enough. Otherwise, we need to start, I don't know, what do you change it to? Caplico? I don't even know how to do it without that vowel. Uh, we'd have to come up with a new acronym. Uh, but again, I think accountability is such an important core value, uh, both holding ourselves and others accountable. And and I think it's something that most leaders struggle with. Uh, I'm hoping that anybody listening today found some nuggets that will help them to, to strive to be better at this. I, I know I did. So Jess and Raquel, thanks for coming in. We're grateful to have you. And hopefully we can all get better at these uh, crucial conversations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.